1: Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.
2: And a good Saturday morning to you as we uh, make this break into the old dog days of summer. Hot, rainy days. Uh, that brings back a lot of memories. Been that way for a long, long time. Well, those of you speaking of long time have been long-time listeners of our radio program. For sure you remember a guy named Tofield. Toffield Bourgeois. He's a professional guide. We called him the Louisiana Man. In fact, that was his theme song, to introduce him each week as he gave us his Cajun-voiced reports and kept us informed and entertained for over two decades. And As you know, he hasn't been heard for the last year. He was killed in a tragic plane crash, returning from one of his favorite spots, the Chandelier Islands. and. Uh, the anniversary of his death will be this Tuesday. So this will be our tofield anniversary show. And we're going to let you hear from him, and I'm sure you'll be enjoying that as much as I am over the next two hours. We've got other topics we'll be covering. Uh, you know, my annual diatribe, whenever the lottery to pay hunt on public property comes up, it, it just bothers me. It's it's the White Lake travesty. It's been going on for almost 20 years now, and I'll run that story by you again. doesn't seem like most people that get aggravated by it, as I do. Anyway, we'll tell you about that. And, by the way, if you planned on heading out, catching two of those nice, chunky, white, flaky meat red snapper this morning, don't do it. Season here in Louisiana, just like Alabama and Texas, have reached the quota. In case you haven't heard, that season is now closed. It could possibly be a little later reopening when they get all the actual numbers uh, figured out but as of right now it appears that the, the, the quota that we were allowed uh, in our Gulf waters uh, has been reached so no red snapper, it's strictly catch and release. There's a lot of other fish in the Gulf Oh, by the way, I heard from our co-host uh, Martha Spencer from Bayou Wild TV. She's out fishing today. Said doesn't see as many boats. Don't expect to see as many now that the snapper season is is down. But uh, got some pretty decent conditions coming up. Of course, rain going to be off and on. About a fifty percent chance. And I'll get to more of that in a minute. Uh, something else uh, you, you're going to be hearing about. Uh, you know, we have talked about a lot of rodeos, tournaments, outdoor-related events. Even though there's more people have been getting out fishing, and turkey season was unbelievable because people have more time. There's less ball sports to pay attention to. More people are participating. But those official events, a lot of them have been canceled. Each week I come on the air and tell you about a cancellation. Well, I got some good news this week. You're going to hear a little bit later on from Jillian Guterres about the Kaisik Kayak Tournament. This will be the first in a series, and it will go on. If you're a kayak fisherman, you'll want to definitely get in on this. We'll tell you how to register for it before the entry fee goes up, and it's getting pretty close. All right, you also may have heard on some Louisiana newscasts that a large exotic lizard has been released in Livingston Parish. The perpetrator who turned it loose for the second week in a row is a bad girl of the outdoors. I tell you, we've been getting more and more females on this bad boy feature that's been dominated by males for all these 31 years I've been doing this show. We might have to change the name of it from bad boys to bad people in the outdoors or, or something similar to that. All right, we got the all-important coastal marine forecast for you. Yeah, about a 50% chance of rain, depending on where you are. This is the kind of time of year where it could be storming in a few blocks or a half a mile away, they don't get a drop. Uh, that's what you're going to be looking at for today. A little bit less chance tomorrow, about 30%. Uh, today, offshore, two to four-foot seas. West winds, uh, west are not the best, 10 to 15, doesn't matter too much offshore, but inshore generally is a problem for most of Louisiana, there are some exceptions, there'll be a light chop on the interior lakes and bays, tomorrow looking at a little bit shifting direction more northwesterly at 10 to 15, 1 to 2 foot seas offshore, northwest winds inside 5 to 10, they're light, uh, in some smooth conditions. Average tide, got a big rolling tide, 1.6, all over a foot and a half. And that old Mississippi River took a little rise on us. So I think it's still got a little rise, but it won't be long, and the bottom's going to drop out and hopefully we can get to a real low level that Mississippi River and improve that fishing down in Plaquemines Parish. we got lots of fishing reports coming your way. People like Captain Mike Gallo, Captain Ryan Lambert. we got Eric Mahabarak with a paddler's report. Jeff Rules has got a freshwater fishing report for you. And we start off. With Robbie Campo. We'll be back with his report right after this pause. You're listening to The Outdoors with Don Dubuque Radio Network.
0: So, you catch or least any fish, you always want to take your time and try to, you know, just be gentle with them, get them unhooked. And that's the problem. Catching catch so many right now, like 11 and 3 quarter inch fish. And they all males So, uh it's just a kind of a deal of a uh, you know, the nicer fish are the females. So it's always a concern of mine is, you know, how many males versus females are taking So everyone wants a nicer fish, but in a speckled trout, 99% of a time it's all females. I can count the big male trout that I've caught. You can hear them grumping. So if you're hearing, you know, you're catching trout and they're all grumping as little males. So uh, like I said, you get in a school and they all, they all make a noise. I mean, it sounds like music on a stringer when they're all grumping together. And uh, honestly, You know, the men right now, always got a, something
3: to say, Tofield.
0: Yeah, you know how that goes. <laughs> and that of course Tofield
2: Bourgeois and uh Martha Spencer jumping in. Yeah, what a what a guy. It's good to hear his voice and you'll be hearing that for the next 2 hours. All right, we're going to hear somebody else's voice right now. Robbie Campo Shell Beach. Last week fish were jumping in the boat everywhere. He mentioned the fish were turned on. Let's find out how things have gone this week and what's ahead for the weekend. We go to Shell Beach for Campo's Marina. Hey Robbie, good morning. What's happening down there?
4: Uh, good morning, Don. Uh, I, you know this week wasn't—it wasn't the bang-up week. Last week was. Um, you know we had we was on the backside of this moon. Um, we had a couple of days of slow tide around here. <clears throat> um, we're finally starting to get some tide movement now. We got, I think, a foot and a half of tide or so today. So, <clears throat> but yesterday it turned back. You know, yesterday things changed. It turned back on yesterday, but, you know, it, it was still. Um, it wasn't quick. They didn't go out there and just go bang them up like they did last week and come home for 8 o'clock. It was, you know, uh, 1, 2 o'clock before these guys got on their fish, got their fish caught, and, and, you know, come and come back in. But the Long Rocks had a lot of really, really nice white trout that I saw come off of them yesterday. I know a lot of people don't want to eat white trout. They don't want to fool with them. But I tell you, 13, 14-inch, 15-inch white trout, that's, that's real good fish. Um. You know, Long Rock's had plenty of that on it. Yesterday he had some speckle trout, but Don still. I still hear people talking about I, just what Toofield just said. We're talking about 11 and a half inch fish. 11 and a half inch fish. I preach to people. I, I, I you know, I would say it till I'm blue in the face. You got to fish deeper this time of the year with the water as hot as it is. You just got to get that bait down deeper. That's where your bigger fish are. That's where your adults are and eventually everybody's going to get it sooner or later that's where a slide caught comes in very handy you know fish a slide caught get it down that's where the bigger fish are um bretton island was decent yesterday the, the, the chandelier was okay freemason was okay they did good out there caught fish at comfort island yesterday caught fish up in christmas camp lake yesterday don and so you know the fish are there. Just I just think it needed a little bit more tide movement than we've been having for the last week to uh, make things happen again. <clears throat> uh, live shrimp was the ticket. So if you're coming down here this morning, hook the left at the bridge and come on down and see us. We're gonna get you in the water. We're gonna get you fishing. We'll get you your bait. The only thing you got to do is make sure, make sure. Uh, we had a guy get sick this week from um, from you know lack of hydration. Make sure you got some Powerade, some Gatorade, or water, or you know, keep plenty of that stuff on the boat. Um, try to stay away from soft drinks because you know how that stuff is. Uh, but um, keep hydrated because it is hot, Don. Oh my God, is it hot? Um, and I looked at the radar. We got a lot of those squalls and pushed way off eastward. So I think I think everybody's going to be okay to around maybe 12 o'clock. We might get a scattered shower or something, but other than that, <laughs> if you're fishing Lake Bourne, there's plenty of sheephead in the lake, plenty of redfish in the lake. Um, you get out there and catch the last part of this falling tide in the morning. Uh, I, th- I think you could put some redfish in the boat if you don't want to go too far. Uh, like I said, yep, help the left. Come on down and see us.
2: All right, sounds good, Robbie. Listen, I just want to give you a warning. Uh, The remnants of the old Rummel Rodeo guys are at the compound down there next to you this morning, so have somebody keep an eye on the cash register, and especially any cold beer you have around here. Be careful.
4: Oh, I know. (laughs) Oh, I seen seen them yesterday. Oh, wow. Yeah. (laughs) They they were in rare form yesterday evening, I'm sure. My, my, well, I bet they were. About 7 o'clock rolled around. So, yeah, yeah. And uh, Anyway, and look, Don, another thing is if uh, anybody wants to come, when they get in from fishing, they can come get their Campo shirt when they come on in. they 20 bucks, so you, you, can get your, you can get your apparel here, or you can go to our online store. You, we got all kind of good stuff down here at Campo, So make the left and come on down to see us.
2: Good-looking shirts. Thank you, Robbie. Y'all take care, buddy. We'll see all you next right, week. All right, buddy.
4: All right, talk to you next week.
2: Bye-bye. All right, there he goes. It's the shrimp man, Robbie Campo, he puts them in your boat for you. All right, we come back after this break. Uh going
4: to check on your
2: text messages. We'd love to get your texts coming in to us directly to the studio. Uh, we do kind of have a, a, a new text line. Well, it's not totally new. We've had it for a couple of weeks, 504-260-1870, 504 260 Lock it in your phone so you can communicate with us each and every week. Tell us what you got going on, your comments, your questions. It's all welcome right here on the Outdoors with Don Dubuque Radio Network.
0: Hey, I, uh, I'll start off with telling you the cool picture you posted with yourself uh, 200 years ago. <laughs> they'll, they'll picture you by the studio with all your hair. Yeah, we with used to hunt hair, uh, okay.
2: saber-toothed tigers and, uh, and and brontosaurus in those days. That was the hunting reports, yeah.
0: Yeah, you're right. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, so I look back at them clocks, like, holy they moved it. Yeah, so that yeah, that 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 uh Coleman brown from man <laughs> just is just ain't natural looking anymore.
2: And that, of course, the voice of our Louisiana man. Uh, we miss him a whole lot, Captain Tofield Bourgeois. You'll be hearing some of those little quips all morning long as we uh, celebrate the the anniversary of the end of his life, which was on August 18th last year. All right, uh, let me tell you what's going on down here. We just talked to Robbie Campo about the Rummel Rodeo, and, you know, it was one unfortunately one of the events that actually we canceled it. We postponed it once and then canceled it. Was, normally it takes place in early June and because of this year with the the COVID thing, uh, they moved it to August. It would have been this weekend, but unfortunately, as things turned out, it couldn't go on this weekend. They extended the phase two or whatever we're in. So, uh, anyway, there are some guys down there that are some of the founders of that rodeo, and one guy in particular I want to recognize, Dave Russo. Uh, Dave came to me uh, over 20 years ago now and said, you think we could do a, rodeo, a fishing rodeo for the Rummel Alumni Association and – we put it together, and it started off very small and, and, and grew year after year and has become extremely popular. People look forward to it each and every year. And uh, Dave was very instrumental in that. I want to thank him for, for being the founder of that rodeo. His son, Jake, now has kind of taken over the reins, and <laughs> Jake's had his hands full with trying to schedule and reschedule with the, the situation we we're in. But other guys, that, that, that the Terrios, uh, Jerry and his brothers, Danny and Charlie Sharche, uh, Wade Coleman, uh, Gary Cannizzaro, and, of course, what would a rodeo be without R.J. Boudreaux? Uh, and I'm sure I'm missing a lot of people, but there's a lot of guys that were very much involved in that. And Sandy Dares was my co-waymaster. I've uh, been doing it for so many years, and uh, we look forward to it each and every year. It'll be back again, maybe better than ever next year. Uh, I do have a rodeo that's coming up that is going to take place, uh, Jillian Gutierrez of Kysiak, is going to join us a little bit later on and talk about that. It's a kayak tournament, and it's pretty much open fishing. There is a designated area, and she'll give you the rundown on it. But you can win a brand-new Kysik kayak and uh, some cash prizes and lots of other stuff. So we'll tell you about that. That is good news in the face of all these cancellations. Uh, Something else that is scheduled to go on, September the 19th, first time I've seen one of these in Louisiana anyway, a squirrel hunting seminar for beginners. You know, a lot of people, I started off my hunting, hunting squirrels, and you know, normally that's what you did. Uh, nowadays, uh, they kind of bypass that. I mean, kindergarten kids go into deer stands, start knocking down deer right off the bat, or they get out in the duck blind. Uh, small game hunting is a lot of fun, there's a lot of opportunity that's overlooked. And this is going to be called Squirrel Hunting 101 at the Department of Wildlife and Fisheries, Wadilla Wildlife Refuge. That's in Baton Rouge. It'll begin at 8 and go until noon. And, uh, it is free, but you do have to pre-register and you can do that by going on their website wlf.la.gov or just google Louisiana Department of Wildlife and Fisheries. Uh and they are going to require mask uh, and social distancing protocol, that's all going to be in effect. Uh and they will you know tell you about firearm selection, the the, the season dates, the hunting regulations. Uh, and some of the opportunities. There's a lot of public land where you can go out and, and have a lot of fun with youngsters or even oldsters uh, hunting squirrels. It's a great sport, and uh, it's often often overlooked. All right, uh, text line is open, 504-260-1870. Let's see. We've got some text coming in here early. Um, we have Justin. He's in that Gentilly Wildlife Refuge. Had a beautiful rainbow over New Orleans yesterday just morning. Justin, it's uh, nice of you to say that and notice those things. Some people, they just don't really stop and smell the roses, as the old saying goes, and really appreciate nature. Here's a question. How's it looking around Dulac? Funny you should ask that question. That's where I fished this week. Uh, Chris LeCocq, my cameraman. We went with Chris Macaluso and Outcast Charters. Uh, We were fishing down there and uh, went out to Whiskey Island and some of the the bays uh, out of Dulac and around that Cocodree area, Uh, Captain Lloyd Landry. No live bait, strictly artificials. Uh, Chris was working the top water, caught some nice fish on that top water. Uh, We also had just some regular jigs, bouncing them all along the bottom, along those islands up close there, and some of those little cuts. A lot of bait in the water, a lot of mullets, tons of pogies out there. And you'll see a, a, a an episode coming up on Bayou Wild TV. But the fishing around Dulac Cocodry has been good this week. And uh, you just got to catch the tide right and move around to you, you locate those schools of feeding fish. And I'm talking trout as well as reds. All right, uh, let's see. We've got uh, here's someone misses hearing Captain Tofield every week. Is his family still running his business? Yes, uh, TJ, his son, is now operating a uh, Down there at the Cajun Vista. All right. uh, Several dogs have tested positive for the coronavirus-19. Let's see. Question is, can fish get it? Hmm. I don't think that a fish could get it. (laughs) Again, I'm not sure. All right. uh, Here's something. uh, Somebody says something Captain Toe would probably say after the pandemic. Everyone needs to wear their mask on the back of their head for two months to get their ears back in shape. That that does sound like a, a tofield quote. Yeah, very, very could, well could be. Uh, here's someone that's hanging out at Shell Beach with the wife and, and having fun. No kayak, just boats still helping the wife. All right, um, and here's our Lafayette kayaker. says he's got no boudin, but lots of good food. Um, well, he's the one down at Shell Beach. Okay, he's got a few trouts, some reds. And uh, they're having fun. Well, yeah, that's that's what it's all about. That's from our friend, the Lafayette Yacker All right, uh, something else I wanted to mention. Uh, you know, I'm going to get to that later on. I want to talk about White Lake, and I don't have enough time to do that right now. But I will probably after the top of the hour break. And if you look on my Facebook page, I, I got a picture that kind of says it all. You know, they say a picture's worth a thousand words. A big old posted, no trespassing sign on public property. It's, it's been a strange situation for almost two decades now, and it goes on about this White Lake Wildlife Preserve, and I'll tell you a lot more about that. We've got more fishing reports and the stuff you and I love to talk about, and we'll hear some more of those uh, words of wisdom and, and, and humor from one Captain Tophiel Bourgeois. We sure miss him here on the Outdoors with Don Dubuque, Radio Network.
0: Definitely remember, guys, fishing etiquette. If someone's headed to a point with their boat, the boat, the bow's headed, headed to a point that you want to go fishing, the guy's 300 feet and he's headed that way, that guy has a pecking order, you know. So be respectful to your, to your co-anglers. I always hear this constantly about people cutting off other people and stuff. I think it's this lack of knowledge, you know, of, of just yeah. you know just having a little bit of etiquette, being friendly to your neighbor. You know, so definitely, guys, like everybody gets it. We all want to go catch fish. If someone's there, just come behind them. Come back an hour later. That boat will be gone. And that, of course, Captain Tofield
2: Bourgeois, you know, he kind of. Talked about everything, conservation, uh, boating etiquette, safety, and uh, just on and on. Here's a text comes in. uh, Thank you, all these great years, keeping us entertained and informed. We really miss Captain Tofield for his great info, definitely his humorous entertainment. But most of all, him. He had a great heart and did a lot for our community that most people don't realize. Thanks for doing this show. Quite welcome. Uh, he certainly deserved it and was a good friend of mine. We spent a lot of time together and had a lot of joy. All right, uh, something else I want to talk about, the impact of coronavirus on the out-of-doors. I'm going to tell you a little, make a little prediction about what's going to happen this fall and winter with that. We'll do it right after we pause 10 seconds for our local stations to identify themselves along the outdoors with Don Dubuque Radio Network. Well, certainly this has not been a year for normal sports particularly the ball sports well you've got about 40 percent of the big five college conferences said that there'll be no football in 2020 for them the big 10 the pac 12 uh, they decided they weren't up for it and all this time uh, sec and acc still holding out saying they're going to go ahead with the games now whether they're going to be strictly television I, I don't know if you'll be seeing a hundred thousand people in the stands and tailgate crowds as usual but Anybody who likes to do a little tailgating it's it's not really looking good right now. You know, somebody <laughs> saw this put out and it was a quote college football fans say canceling the season would infringe on their right to worship. <laughs> and it's a religion. Uh you know, and certainly football is extremely popular especially down south. Uh, you know, I've heard of divorce settlements and in them who gets custody of the season football tickets and uh, one one writer one time he put he put in his column for, for some diehard fans college football is as close as they ever got to a higher education. <laughs> yeah, a lot of people didn't like that. So anyway, what does this mean for those of us who, who who do double duty every fall and winter? You know, I'm talking about the hunters who try to keep up with football too. Uh, you know, I wonder often how many deer and ducks. S- silently sneak in and out of shooting range because a lot of you, like you've told me, you listen to this radio show while you're in a duck blind or on a deer stand and you got your radio or your iPhone and you're listening to it. Well, uh, you know, the same thing goes for people who listen to college game day. You know, they, they're out there and trying to hunt and sometimes they get distracted with a ball game. Well, you don't have to worry about this year, but what I am going to predict is going to happen. Uh, There's going to be a problem this season. The problem's going to be it's going to be really hard to find some solitude in the woods and swamps and marshes, especially if you're a public land hunter. We witnessed it in the fishing so far, uh, the turkey season, and I think the same thing is going to happen with hunting. There's going to be a lot of new people entering the sport, a lot of people who got out of it, and a lot of people who share their time with going to games and making tailgates and the whole weekends they're going to be headed out for some solitude and some, some hunting and, and some fishing. So unless something really changes fast, that's kind of the way I see it. All right, uh, you know, I wanted to mention, too, about, uh, you know, not only did we have to cancel the Rumble Rodeo, we also had to cancel the uh, the National Hunting and Fishing Day celebration in Louisiana. There's about four or five of those events that take place on that particular day in September and, Department of Wildlife and Fishery, unfortunately, has has had to cancel that. So, uh, anyway, we'll be looking forward to trying to get some other events uh, going on. What you will be able to do on that date, and the date specifically is September the 26th. They celebrate it in all 50 states. Uh, You can celebrate on your own. You know, make your own uh, hunting and fishing day. Uh, Dove season will probably be open. Uh, Teal season will be open, so there will be a little bit of hunting. And, uh, you know, you can take part in that and certainly fishing we fish 12 months a year in louisiana so make your own national hunting and fishing day but those were really good events uh they showcased everything the state has the resources the department's personnel volunteered their time to get kids fishing and uh, demonstrating just about everything that the the department does anyway when we come back after this jeff rule joins us it's time for a freshwater fishing report and we're going to talk about fishing, that video game fishing. We didn't have time for it last time he was with us. We're going to get him to tell us about that. All that's coming up right after this quick pause, and we're going to hear some more from one Captain Tofield, uh, some of his quips and antics and sayings and reports that we heard for so many years, right here on the Outdoors with Don Dubuque, Radio Network.
0: take a look make sure I'm not. I see all these I don't see a cloud in the sky. So, you know, sometimes Saturday mornings is uh, not that way. <laughs> Mother Nature get you on a Saturday. Captain Tofio Bourgeois.
2: We're hearing some of his uh, quotes uh, throughout the program this morning. But right now we're going to hear from Jeff Brule. He's got a report ready for you. It's brought to you by Berkeley, Division of Pure Fishing. You know him, they got the Berkeley line of gulp baits for the socolet, the bass, inshore, offshore saltwater, line of all types, whether you use mono braid or fluorocarbon plus you're going to find thousands of fishing accessories everything from a catfish flipper to a hand scale to filet knives if it's for fishing berkeley's got it they're a division of pure fishing and jeff brule has been wearing a path back and forth down to venice jeff what's going on down down river for freshwater fishermen
5: no it's been good uh saturday we went last saturday that was really great but the river came up it's around five and a half foot so that made it tough the, the afternoon bite's really good mainly because of the river stages right now when the tide comes in and gets high in the morning there's enough water behind the canes those fish can kind of get away from you so we're right on that edge where the fishing can be tough but right now when you get in the afternoons, that tide falls out especially that one and a half foot range down there they uh we did pretty good yesterday we've been catching our limits of bass uh I would tell you the biggest tip I can give you if you're going down there to fish is to dead stick it. Uh, just That I means just leave your bait, throw it in there by the cane, and just let it sit. Don't try to hop it, don't try to work it, don't try to move it. Seems like the slower you work it or not even working it at all, that's where the bites are coming. Uh, we finally figured that out yesterday. We were struggling early in the morning with the high tide, but after we figured that out, we started catching them pretty good. So, Lumus passed, Dennis passed. Uh, we even caught fish up around the venice marina and all those areas uh north before you go down river so you don't really have to go if you got a storm down river just stay up around grand pass tiger pass there's plenty of bass along the main thing the other thing is just stay in the river moving water and in clean water if you can find it but if not if it's a little stained it's not going to hurt you but they seem like it's kind of like an air conditioner they want to be in that vent where that water moving that air is blowing they want to getting those canes in those areas, and that's where we've been catching them. Nothing big but fun, a lot of fun.
2: Good good stuff. Jeff, I've been getting people the last couple of weeks wanting to know about Pearl River. What's going on over there? Is it now finally dropping and clearing a little bit?
5: Uh, it's, it's clearing a little bit. It's at 7.2 this week. Uh, it's going down. It's going to continue to fall. You know, unless you get a big dump of rain up north in Jackson. Uh, sometimes that happens and brings it right back up and it's really been tough the last three or four years it seems like it gets down gets right and then comes right back up but you know with the hot days uh and also the falling tide in the afternoon that's when it's time to go to hit the drains and you should do pretty good texas rigs low on the bottom fish are deep this time of year jigs are good starting points too so try that and again it's you know Really overworking baits this time of year. Those fish are kind of lethargic with all the heat. It's August, and uh, they bite better at night if you can go at night. But uh, the the best way to do it is just slow your presentation down, and you'll get some bites.
2: Jeff, a lot of people have been fishing down in the basin, and you know that's also a river impacted with the Chaffee River. What's happening in the basin?
5: Well, that slowed everything down. That river coming up kind of slowed the bite. They are catching a few, but you're going to have to kind of go towards lower end. Flat Lake on down to the marsh are probably you, your best chances of catching some fish. The panfish, panfish action slowed down, too. they they catching a few, but you got to look for that good, clean water with some grass around to catch the tacolais and, and the goggle eyes on the cypress trees. But with the water coming up, it's kind of slowed it down. But it's, it's falling back. Next week, it's going to go right back down. And I look, hopefully, to have a great fall and don't get any more river stages that are too high for us down here because it's been a long, two, three years where we can even just get Venice and the basin. So now if we can get some lower rivers, we're going to catch the fish.
2: Jeff, the, the Mr. Go, uh, you've kind of discovered that is a, a, a recent development of a bass fishery there. Uh, tell us where some of the best spots, because the Mr. Go is like 70 miles long. Where's a good spot to go to get started on catching bass in that area?
5: Well, you want to go along the rocks, and you want to go to the west side, uh, the the violet Bienvenue side, Chauvet side of the rocks, and the, the fish are scattered, but they're in groups. And this time of year, I just try to fish mainly the points of the rocks that stick out. You know, you don't go way into the impressions of the of the line of rocks. Uh, you, you, but you got to move. You know, you can't just sit there and catch a hundred off one spot. But you just go along with spinner bait. You got some kids with you. Give them a shrimp you know imitation under a cart you know, put it about a foot deep and let them throw it up pretty close to the rocks and pop that that they'll actually do pretty good now, now the fish aren't big you know but for inexperienced anglers it's a fun place to fish and you get a few fish to eat uh, like i said most time they 10 12 inches long you will catch some big ones when conditions are right but it's just a fun place to go if you got younger younger fellows and girls with you and let them try to get some bass fishing under their belt
2: Jeff, there's a, something going on, a phenomenon. You call it video game fishing. Now, I saw this uh, several weeks back. I was fishing with Blaine Salter. We were jigging white perch uh, down in, around Verret area. And they had a the Garmin LiveScope. And that thing is incredible. You're actually, it's like watching a television underwater. Explain what's going on with this technology and what people are doing with that.
5: Well, most sonars on your boat, you fish finders, people call them, are actually kind of like a delayed signal. So let's say you go over a stump. It might be two to three seconds later before you see that stump or cover on the bottom but with these newer sonars it's actually real time. Uh, you know, I was fishing with Dr. Glenn Spell. He had one up in Deer Park and you can actually, when you throw your lure out, you see the ripples on the screen where the lure hits the water. You see your lure go down and obviously you see the fish and you can tell a, a gar looks a certain... Uh, like thing on the screen you actually see a snout and the tail moving you actually see him kicking his tail and so you can tell what kind of fish basically it is you can see your lure go down you can see the fish come over to it um, and eat it so actually it's just almost like you're playing a video game you can watch these screens and see how deep the fish are how far away they are uh, if they come into your bait if even when they bite your bait your bait will go down right by them you'll see them turn and take it and feel the bite. So it's basically like sitting there watching a video screen, playing a game, and, and trying to catch fish at the same time.
2: Jeff, has technology gone too far? Is this making it too easy?
5: Now, I think it all has its handicaps to them. Uh, like with the, these live scopes, you'll a lot of guys will lock into it, and they'll run around trying to find these fish, and they'll spend more time looking at their screen and paying attention to the other surroundings. So sometimes, in a way, it hurts you doesn't really help you because uh, you know, I've had reports guys tell me that white perch, whatever they're fishing for, will turn and come up to the lure, and they won't take it. And then for maybe an hour or two of the day, they're fishing. They can't get a bite. They can see the fish. They see them under a dock or however they're fishing them, and they see the lure, The fish turn to the lures. Then they say maybe a couple hours later, they come back, and they, they catch fish, <laughs> and they turn on. So it, yeah. it's, it's a yeah. hindrance sometimes if you depend on it too much.
2: Yeah. Like they said, uh, sometimes you stay there too long because you know the fish are there and they just won't bite instead of going to find some active feeding fish. It's just like the trail cams. You know, it's great technology. It adds another dimension, but ain't nothing sure thing in hunting and fishing, that's for sure. Jeff, thanks so much yeah. for your report, my friend. Where are you fishing today? You going out today?
5: Oh, I'm taking a break. I had two days uh, <laughs> uh, fishing uh, down in Venice, standing up there flipping and this heavy duty with a big old flipping stick and heavy cover sometimes and uh, it wears on a fellow when you go in and do all that especially in the heat so drink plenty especially of fluids, especially in this heat yeah and dig plenty of fluids and uh i'm just going to rest up today and probably go at them again tomorrow or the next day
2: all right jeff thank you my friend we'll see you soon thanks don all right, Jeff Rule updating us on the freshwater scene. All right, we come back after this. Daryl Carpenter, find out what's happening down on the island of Grand Isle right after this.
6: This is
0: Josie is actually here this morning. Huh? She's getting all these people in the boat. She actually looks, uh, I thought she'd be in a muumuu and fuzzy slippers. She, she actually, uh, <laughs> she's actually dressed, man. she got a clipboard in her hands. Oh, wow. So, yeah, I, I think she's going to bomb out right after everybody leaves, probably hit the stove <laughs>
2: Uh, Captain Tofield Bourgeois, keeping us entertained on this program for many, many years, and we miss him greatly. Good to hear his voice. Let's talk to Captain Daryl Carpenter. Get a report for you for the Grand Isle area. Daryl, what's happening on the island this week?
7: God, uh, this this has been just a great, stupendous week. I mean, it's it's. You know, when we talked last week, we had a little bit of concern or, or, you know, we voiced that we were in our dead tide cycle, but it would be growing. And sure enough, as soon as our tides picked up, it was just wonderful. I mean, speckled trout everywhere. Um, plastic, it didn't, it didn't matter what you threw. It was plastic croaker shrimp. They were hitting them all. But actually, plastic was out, out fishing a lot of, a lot of stuff. Um, and, I mean, it did fine. Now, now, of course, I don't know where this came from. I sure wasn't prepared for it, but woke up this morning and we got a full 15 out of the West. And uh, it's gonna mess up a lot of people's plans today. I promise you, because <laughs> <laughs> because you ain't gonna be able to fish the. the I don't think you're gonna fish the, the fish that we've been on all week. Uh, so you know, for this weekend, you're probably gonna have to shift plans, and everybody's gonna have to move to the inside and just hope that. You know, I don't. I looked at the wind gauge a little while ago, and it looked like it just steadily climbed all night. So hopefully, you know, as we get this incoming tide, especially on the um, on the west end, it. On the, on, I'm sorry, on the east end of the island it's been very, very clean water on the incoming tide. Uh, the, the west end of the island's has some dirty water on it, but if you move it even further toward the west, like Fouchon and all, it would be nice and clean. I mean, fishing today, you're going to have to move. I, don't, I just don't think you're going to be able to do that beach. You're going to have to get inside and you're going to have to you know, just look for the oyster reefs, points islands, and kind of tuck and hide behind some wind unless this stuff calms down. But You know, the the only drawback to this week that we you know, this past week that we've had that should continue to wind lays down is the fish have been a little bit smaller. Uh, I don't know where our big fish went. Uh, It looks like the big girls spawned earlier this week and they've moved on to wherever they move on to. But but other than that, yeah, Don, it's just bull reds everywhere. (laughs) The bull reds have shown up. Uh, I mean, we're catching them while we're fishing the beach, we're catching them. You know, just, just snagging into them, and all of a sudden, you got a 45 minute fight with a bull red. So, I mean, it's, it's been a really good week, and it just wind lays down. We should, it should continue. it
2: you know, Darrell, that happens a lot this time of the year when that heat of the day comes up, and if you don't get any pop-up storms, you just kind of get, it just the wind just stops. You know, it gets dead calm. And when that happens, I, that water should clear enough to where you can make a move and get maybe on the front side, on the beach side, if you've been fishing, you know, back up in the passes or some of the interior bays and make a move there and see if you can, you know, pull some out, you know, when that wind dies down. It doesn't take that long for it to clear up.
7: No, it doesn't. As long as you catch it on an incoming tide, Don. It's been, you know, what we've been seeing around Grand Isle. on that that outgoing tide. It's been bringing in some muddy water out of that marsh. But I mean, the incoming tide's been great, and it's it, like you said, it doesn't take long to clear it up. Um, I just, you know, when I when I woke up this morning and saw this wind, I pulled up the I pulled up the full NOAA forecast, and they said something about we have a trough moving across the area. So I don't know how long that trough's going to move on or this wind's going to blow all day or what, you know, just uh, know. if, like you said, the sun comes up and it gets good and stale, then, yes, it, it's quite possible it's going to calm down and be gorgeous.
2: All right, Darrell, good stuff. Thanks for the advice. If somebody wants to get a hold of you and book a trip, tell them how to get a hold of you.
7: Well, they can always find me on your site, DonTheOutdoorsGuy.com. We're at RealScreamers.com. We do the social media stuff. Or just pick up the phone and call 225 225- Nine three seven six two eight eight.
2: All right, my friend. Thank you so much. We appreciate it. Talk to you next week.
7: Thank you, bye Bye.
2: And Daryl Carpenter, he reports on the Grand Isle area. And, yeah, it's summertime. You'd love to get on the front beach. That's where those fish are, maybe do some surf. I saw quite a few surf fishermen out there by the, uh, the islands out of uh, Dulac last week, or uh, this week, really. All right, coming back after this, we're going to hear from Captain Mike Gallo, Captain Eric Mahabarak, Captain Ryan Lambert, Jillian Gutierrez, talking about the Kaisa Kayak Series. A whole lot more of that stuff you and I love to talk about each and every Saturday morning, including... The White Lake Preserve story. All that's still to come right here on the Outdoors with Don. Oh, and don't forget, more tofield Bites on the Outdoors with Don Dubuque Radio Network. All right, one hour down, one more to go, and, boy, we got so much to talk about. Fishing reports coming in. Also, we're going to tell you about the first ever Kaiser kayak fishing series yeah it's going to be a whole series of for kayak fishermen we've got a ton of you guys and girls out there that love to fish in kayaks even have a special report coming up for you all right got some text messages in someone uh smoking the redfish are on the south side of lake Bourne, right out of bayou bienvenue all of them are right under that 27 inch beautiful red so thanks for sharing that report also got a question about the red snapper how do they determine the quota how do we reach it so fast When last year it went to the end of the year, weather hasn't been that great on weekends for the bay boats to participate. Well, it didn't actually make it till the end of the year, but it certainly ran a lot longer. But let me tell you, there has been some pretty decent weather. We had some bad weather, but bay boats were able to get out there, and people had time and there really was a lot of fishermen. They put a lot of pressure on the red snapper and caught them pretty quickly. Uh, the way they do it is that, that ROLP, that recreational offshore landing permit, uh, they, that they issue to you and you register. They basically survey a segment of the fishermen, then they extrapolate the numbers of trips and fish that they estimated they caught, and they come pretty close. It's called Lock Creel. It's a program by which the state manages almost in real time how many fish are caught, Uh, We had 784,000-plus pounds. That was a quota. Uh, As of uh, August 2nd, we had 668,000. So they anticipated by the 13th of this month we would be very close to that quota. If we did not reach it, they will have an excess that they might be able to, to fish at a lot of time in this year. Or if we go over, then they penalize you the next year. And so far we've been able to not do that so it's it's working pretty well I do think there's certainly uh, room for more fish you could either increase the, the quota and perhaps they will now that they're seeing that how many are out there the fish are still there and plenty of them and we're staying within the budget allocations I don't see any reason why they they couldn't increase it. Alright White Lake you know every time I get this releases from the Department of Wildlife and Fisheries about lottery hunts at the White Lake Conservation Area they call it WCA it's not a WMA it just—it really bugs me because I remember I was covering this back in—it's been 2002, when BP, yeah, BP, you know them—they donated this tract of land. It's like 71,000 plus acres near Gaydon, uh, to in Vermilion Parish to the Department of Wildlife and Fisheries. They got to keep their mineral rights with unrestricted access forever. They kept a small portion of the best of it for themselves. Uh, they got a $14 million tax write-off and another 1250000 million write-off over five years for contributions. And they also got freedom from any liability that was transferred to the state. It became taxpayer public property. And everybody thought, including me, we'd get to fish and hunt and boat and take pictures and do everything that we do on most of our state-owned or managed properties. Well, it was kind of a strange arrangement. They set it up. They said, well, wildlife and fisheries, this is too nice for wildlife and fisheries to handle, which I thought was a slap in the face. Uh, State Senator at that time, Joe McPherson, who is now sits on the Wildlife and Fisheries Commission, uh, he argued about it, said that, you know, public resources being privately run by a private board, they're not held accountable to the legal process. They can pretty much do what they want. Well, the, now here's the end result, okay? Okay. You get to go there on a lottery system regulated by them. Otherwise, you're not allowed to get on. It's, it would be trespassing to go on this state-owned property. And when they send this out, you can either pick to a date that you want to hunt waterfowl in the marsh or they also have uh, uh, you know, rice field country over there. Here's what you got to do. You send in a $5 application, then they tack a $2 transaction fee. That's to register for the lottery. If you're lucky enough to get picked for one of the dates that, that they have listed, then you pay $350 per person and another $2 processing fee. So you, it costs you $359 to go hunt on a public piece of land. And just that just doesn't sit right with me. Uh, I'll tell you another example. Look at Alabama. I, this week I was lucky enough to be chosen on a dove hunt for youth on the opening day of the second split through a lottery And didn't cost me anything, nothing to register, no application fee. They're going to have skeet shooting. It's going to be managed by wildlife and fisheries personnel, completely organized. The fields have been uh, prepared to, to attract and hold doves. It doesn't cost a dime, and it's on public property at public expense. Difference in two different states, the way things are handled. Anyway, White Lake, look it up, and, uh, you know, if you look at it, you'll find. And, you know, for, for many years, a lot of people argued about the way it was being run. I think it should be put into the state's wildlife management system, make it a WMA where more people can take advantage of it. And, you know, you can set regulations and rules just like the other ones, but to have it run by a private group and, some of the stuff uh, that I'm not saying that goes on there is just not fair to the to the public. All right, we come back after this. Uh, Captain Mike Gallo joins us. We'll get his fishing report. We're going to hear some more of those uh, quotes from our friend, Captain Tofio Bourgeois. It's an anniversary of show of uh, his, his death, a tragic accident flying from one of the places he loved to go the most, Chandelier Islands. Back with more of that right after this. What is yeah. your favorite reel for fishing in the surf, knowing it's going to get wet and get salt and sand?
0: Right. Well, honestly, man, I haven't found it. I'm still looking for it. I use every brand out there. It don't exist. So here's the solution. Uh, on the left-hand side, your you're, you're reel, on the gearbox side, you're a 1-8 hole right below the handle. I got some video on my side about this. 1-8 hole, take hand, don't hit the gear. Just bust right through the, the side panel. I has to take it apart every time. And twice a day, do this thing to death with lubricant because it's the only way I'm keeping I was going to about 50 reels a year. Now I'm down to about maybe 20, you know, but you got to keep it lubricated. So WD 40 is just a water displacement. That's all it is. So it just it's a thin oil, and I spray them twice a day. And it's the only thing keeping me alive is by drilling this one-eighth hole. So look on my website. You got some back up. I can repost it, but it's basically showing how to drill a hole and how to, how to just gr- lube it up.
2: All right, he's going out. And that was Captain Tofield Bourgeois sharing one of his tips about how to keep your fishing reels working when you surf fishing and they get dunked in the water, how to keep them operational. That was another thing he did, provided us with a lot of tips, fishing lore, and also a ton of humor. Right now we got Captain Mike Gallo joining us. His reports each week are brought to you by SeaTow. Peace of mind is what they sell and what Perfect. they offer, and, boy, that is a welcome thing. They'll bring you fuel if you need it, tow you in 24-7, Jumpstart you whenever you need it. It's like having AAA on the water, only $179 for an entire year. Makes a great gift. Call Captain Chris, 504-301-4545, or you can sign up online, as many of you do, at CTOE.com. Captain Mike, uh, tell us, have we got a winner for the the raffle yet, or is it uh, still going on this morning, selling a few tickets?
8: The raffle is still going on, Don. I think the winner will be drawn this morning at 10 a.m. What well, I don't know if that's 10 a.m. Central Time, Eastern Time, or what have you.
2: Uh, <laughs> or Mountain Time, or whatever. Country. Anyway, <laughs> org. A uh, trip for two, two uh, and you get a night's lodging over at the Spots and Dots Lake House Lodge, and you get to fish with this guy, Captain Mike Gallo, and it all benefits uh, the wounded veterans. It's a great, great program, and thank you for your donation, Mike. That's great. Uh, so let's talk about fishing. What, what's been going on over there? Where are you headed this morning?
8: Well, I'm headed to the Biloxi Marsh. I got my crew in from Texas. They arrived on Thursday, stayed in the Spots and Dots Lodge, and we all went out yesterday, had a great day. Had three boats go out and came back with 50 redfish. So had a great day yesterday. Uh, shrimp under a cork vastly outdid artificials. We had um, 20 redfish on my boat, and eight of them were caught on artificial, and the rest of them on reliable shrimp under a cork. And it was about that same percentage for the rest of the boats. So this morning we're armed with shrimp as well as plastics. Um, it's a little bit breezy. We're right at the mouth of Salt Bayou and Lake Pontchartrain. There seems to be about, a, would say, a 12 to 14-mile-an-hour wind coming out of the southwest, our favorite direction. But we'll just slow and steady, make our way over to the Biloxi Marsh, and uh, the wind should subside a little bit later today and when we're making our way back, hopefully with another big box full of redwood. I did have a couple of captains run for me in midweek. Captain Chris went out in Lake Bourne and bounced around the platforms with live shrimp. And he had, I think it was close to 40 speckled trout. He spent a portion of his time catching a few redfish for a grandfather and grandson. So um, the trout are out there. Beautiful green water in Lake Bourne. What I have seen recently is more and more shrimp boats in Lake Bourne. Started out with just a few, but as of Friday, they were probably 30 in Lake Bourne. So that's a good sign. There must be lots of shrimp in the lake and, of course, the fish will not be far behind.
2: Very good. Well, Mike, people can find you and uh, chat with you on the telephone. They can uh, check you out on my website at DonTheOutdoorsGuy.com. They can go directly to your beautiful site. It's A-A of L-A Dot com and if they want to call on the telephone and talk about booking a trip for this summer or even into the fall, tell them how to get a hold of you.
8: Very simple. You can dial 985-781-7811. All right.
2: I heard you got some great dance moves on that Born on the Bayou song, too, going on, huh?
8: I, that would be a that's that's a site for radio I can
2: get <laughs> well put well put my friend go get them y'all load that boat full of redfish we'll talk to you next week mike
0: all right don talk to you then so my grandpa told me this when i was really young he said you never leave fish to go look for fish so i left small fish to go look for bigger fish so uh and like like uh, kind of like Grandpa said, well, the, the spot that I looked hoping for bigger, I didn't have much small. So yeah, it you know, would have been better to stay there and pound the little fish out and try to you know, get some keepers out of it. Only reason I don't person like that, we were throwing suspended baits and they really get cut up bad.
2: And of course, the voice of Captain Tofield Bourgeois with some more of those words of wisdom. All right, it's time for our paddlers report. Captain Eric Mohabarak joins us for that. And uh, Captain Eric, um, you know they got a great deal going on by the sponsor, Massey's in Covington. I'm going to let you talk about that. What's going on over there?
6: Oh man, well they're kind of in full swing. I'm not, not well, you know, COVID correctness for uh, St. Hamity Parish. Uh, There's, you know, different rules for different parishes, but uh, they're doing really good. The store's open. Uh, They're renting uh, the Hobie Kayaks out amongst other brands, um, you know, which is something good to do you can get over there and get any, any size kayak you want and uh rent them out and take them they got some good rivers and stuff to take them out over there even like punch train producing some good fish on the north shore right now also um they got uh they got the, the patagonia sun shirts in too uh which is a very very popular shirt i ha- i don't have one yet because it just arrived at the store but hopefully i'll get over there and get one for myself um and then uh they got the sim sun hats. those are the big hats that you see you know and uh People seem to like them really, really well. I haven't personally worn that either, but uh, some good stuff going on over there. Uh, like I said, get on over to Covington and uh, Covington uh, Massey's and uh, you get, you know, get your rentals done and, and any fishing clothes you need. You know, so they got them over there. They even got hiking and, and green eggs and all of that stuff over there. You spend a half a half a day in the store looking around, but uh, great stuff over there, Don.
2: Yeah, that's really good that they, they put out the renting of the kayaks. That's a great service. Well, let's talk about little fishing, yeah. where you can find some if you're in your kayak. Now, you're talking about catching some uh, freshwater fish along the seawall of Lake Pontchartrain. That's kind of a little strange.
6: Well, Don, you know, with, with things changing uh, in, in Lake Pontchartrain, you know, with, with the wall and, the, and then all of that and the dam, uh, the dam across the Missagola, the lake, the lake water salinity is a little bit lower now. And... Uh, the, The other day, walking along the seawall, I noticed some nice bluegills. And I'm I'm, I'm talking about the Texas bluegills, the cichlids, the the true perch bluegill. Mm -hmm. And uh, they're all sitting under the seawall. You know how, like, that that bottom step is washed out in some areas? And uh, I I think they spawn, and it kind of looks like, you know, because I could see a few patches there, Now, of course, you're going to have to go after a south wind or a southeast or southwest wind. After a couple of days when the and if it's raining in the afternoon then the canals are going to have it uh messed up because they're pumping all that, that drainage water off. But are you, as long as you find the clear water, you can see actually see them. And, uh, and I was thinking about, you know, for the fly guys, you know, they, especially to uh, New Orleans fly fishers, they fish, you know, in City Park, but they could hit that wall with them, them fly rides and get some good good shots at them. Uh, also might be a good place to take kids, you know, get a wagon, walk along the sea wall, especially since they cement it, the whole top of it now, it's easy to pull a wagon with an umbrella and a chair and When you find a batch of them, throw some crickets on there. Let the kid catch them up. In a kayak, you just launch it west end and paddle around and start following the wall and throwing a cork with a worm on it or something. You'll get them up. It's a nice fish. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if you pull out a, a flathead or a blue cat under there also. Uh, you know, using a worm or cricket or something like that, because, you know, they'll get up under that wall also. And uh, who knows if a sheep pet will eat a worm, too. I'm sure they might. <laughs> you
7: know,
6: I, I don't yep. know that offhand. I've never done it, but it might happen. Uh, you know.
2: Sheep pet sheephead aren't very picky. We just got a good yeah. uh, trout report from uh, Darrell Carmody at Grand. Isle, of course, with this west wind, the front beaches might be a little bumpy this morning. But um, as far yeah. as getting big stuff in a kayak, you know those big bull reds, like you catch on ride. The bull, which unfortunately was canceled, Jack Crevel, yeah. sharks, all that stuff is showing up around that area, right?
6: Yeah, they are. They are uh, fairly easy to catch. If you want to do it uh, with a tap water, get the big chuggers. Uh, you can troll the pet spoons also. That'll get you some bull reds and, and the jacks. Uh, if, you want to, if you want to target all three, uh, be very careful when, you, when you're when you catching the sharks. Get you a piece of wire, about 40, uh, you know, piano wire, make a leader, 40, 50-pound test. Set it up just like on a Carolina rig and uh, throw a piece of mullet out there. You're going to have to weed through the catfish this time of year. But uh, you'll you'll be able to catch some black tips, some small bulls, or maybe even some big bulls, who knows. Uh, but bull reds are definitely out there, the jacks. And it, it makes for a great time to yank you around the kayak, you know. And, you know. And uh, My my thing is, is try and, try and catch the fish quick, keep them alive, and release them. Uh, as far as the sharks go, cut the line. Don't even mess with them in the kayak. You know, you can catch them just the line and let them go uh you know it's a shame the hook's gonna be in it, but use a don't use a stainless steel hook it'll be out, out in a couple of days with that salt water rust in it but uh, it could be fun you get to the black tips they give some great jumps you know uh, i've had them jump 10 feet out of the water um you know they actually caught me on, on film one time with one coming after me in the kayak jumping out the water about yeah. seven foot um uh, <laughs> But oh, a great, great, great time down there, definitely. And, and uh, you know, if the kids can go crabbing this time of year and all of that, it, I highly recommend that, that area this time of year.
2: Yep, and there's plenty of redfish uh, everywhere of all sizes. All right, yeah. you got a safety tip yeah. to talk about, and this is very appropriate because we had, unfortunately, a, a drowning in Lake Pontchartrain by a young man in a kayak who went out chose to go yeah. without a PFD. So talk about how important that is.
6: Right, that's the first thing. You know, everybody wants to get in a kayak and, Done. first thing you do is, is get a PFD. I don't care if you get a lower-end kayak or a higher-end kayak. If you're going to be out in it alone, even if you're not alone, get the PFD. Uh, it's you know you can get them for fifty, sixty bucks now, all the way up to two hundred and fifty, three hundred dollars, whichever one fits you the best and the most comfortable. Whatever Whether your life is worth,
2: whatever you think your whatever. life is worth, spend that money. Yeah. <laughs>
6: Yeah, that's right. Whatever you think your life is worth, uh, spend that money. Me, I choose to spend 225 so my life is worth 225 <laughs> but I highly recommend that. You know, and let's talk about, uh, you know, these thunderstorms are popping up, man, and they're they throwing some nasty weather oh, yeah. out there. Um, first of all, if you see it coming, get back to the launch. If you know they're coming, don't go too far from the launch uh, because you can end up in a bad situation real quick. I've done this, and I'm sure many others have done this. It's kind of an old trick. Well, first thing, you get caught in a thunderstorm, pull your rods down, lay them in the boat. Do not leave them up because it's like a lightning rod, you know, the graphite and the, the, the glass rods, you know, and the lightning will strike you. But if you get caught out there, head to the lee shore of the pond or bayou or something, pull that boat up there, to dump your stuff out, and lay the boat on top of you. It's uncomfortable. You're in the marsh grass, but you've done got caught out there anyway. You're going to be wet one way or another. This way, you'll be a little bit full of mud. But it'll take the beating off of you from the rain. And I know everybody's been out in the rain and stuff like that, and it does sting and everything, and it kind of keeps you a little bit safer. And, uh, you know, it's just a good tip just to know that you can do this and, uh, you know, it'll help you, you know, get along. But don't get caught out there. If you see it coming, get out. It's not worth it. I mean, you know, a couple fish ain't worth it. You go back out after it passes, you know. And uh, But the main thing Eric, is that CFD. Uh, yes, sir.
2: You got it. Give out your telephone number and your website because you are one of the few kayak guides that we have in the state yeah. of Wisconsin. If somebody wants to get yeah. into kayaking and, and use your equipment and learn the ropes, tell them how to get you.
6: Yeah, it's really easy. You can get in touch with me on your, your website, Don Dubuque, the Outdoors Guy. Or you can call me at 504-313-8292 or look me up on uh, Facebook or Instagram. That's The Louisiana Kayak Company.
2: All right. Sounds good, Eric. Thank you so much, my friend. And thanks for that. All right, PFT Don. Have a great day, to, man. Can't remind people of dinner me.
6: tonight. Hey,
2: I will. Thanks for the recommendation, <laughs> yeah, by the sorry. way. You're welcome. All right. See you soon. Any place, any place his son King Brody says, It's got to be great. All right, we come back after this. You know what time it is. I got a text I wanted to talk about that monitor lizard that was released. It's an invasive species. We don't want those things around here. Well, I don't know. Maybe it might make a, a new game uh, species, huh, monitor lizard hunting. We'll tell you about a bad girl of the outdoors. Her story's next on The Outdoors with Don Dubuque, Radio Network. Tofield, how long have you been reporting on the radio?
0: Um, probably longer than the, this gray hair around my ears, I would imagine. <laughs> <laughs> I look in the mirror and I smile like, who is that dude? With <laughs> <laughs> mean, all this gray hair going on, man. I see that, uh, that man, and, uh, that hazelnut color that every guy seems to dye their color <laughs> with, their hair. <laughs> that pretty hazelnut. It's been a while, man. Yep. I came out this morning, yeah. I don't know. It's been a long time. This is, uh, I guess, dying for me, but over 25 years now, and it's been a long time, man.
2: Yeah, it was a long time he was with us, and we certainly miss the Louisiana man, Captain Tofield Bourgeois. All right, checking our text messages that we get on the show at 504-260-1870. Uh, here's one. Is it true you need to ship the shore radio to get in touch with Sito when on the water my cell phone wouldn't work out there? Well, if you're in an area where a cell phone doesn't work, you should always have a VHF radio with you. They have an automated radio check. It's on Channel 27. Uh, That frees up Channel 16 for emergencies. What you do is you put your radio on Channel 27, you speak into the mic, you put your message, they acknowledge your transmission, then you can play it back to make sure it's working. So uh, they got you covered both ways. You can either cell phone or VHF radio, you can contact CETO. All right, we got a report. There's an aggressive five-foot gator near Gator Cove, isn't that appropriately named, in cutoff? Uh, it charged a kayak and's coming close to people, launching no fear of people. Sounds like a well hand-fed alligator to me, which never should be done. Uh, here's one any effort being made to help quail in Louisiana? I miss hearing them. I haven't seen or heard one in so many years. That's from Bo. Bo, I miss them too. I uh, used to be a very avid wild quail hunter. It's virtually gone from Louisiana with very few exceptions, Kasachie National Forest, but places where they used to be plentiful or have no quail, and I see no effort on the part of our state agency to restock, which other states are doing, or even do any research to really help try to bring them back. All right, uh, when we come back after this station identification pause, it's our bad girl of the outdoors story. She let a lizard go, a big old mean lizard in Livingston, Paris. We'll tell her that story right after this pause. You're listening to The Outdoors with Don Dubuque, Radio Network. Well, on Tuesday, the Louisiana Department of Wildlife and Fisheries agents uh, were alerted about a social media post that said a Denham Springs woman had illegally released a Nile monitor lizard that was claimed to be owned by Michael Lorraine. Now, now monitor lizards, uh, they're meat eaters. They can get pretty big, uh, probably the biggest, about 8 feet long, way up to 40-something pounds, but that would be a really big one. Uh, not as big as some of our gators, but every bit as mean and aggressive. They use their tails like a whip and their teeth and claws can inflict some serious wounds. Well, as a result of that investigation, Jennifer Myers admitted she released the lizard out of a window of her residence in Livingston Parish. Now, I can't confirm this, but I'm thinking someone, probably Miss Myers, didn't like having a big, ugly lizard in their home. Not really ideal habitat. Now, maybe, and again, i got no confirmation on this, it's just a hunch, that the lizard wasn't given its freedom out of sympathy, but more like, you disgust and reptile, you are out of here. And that's not only been told lizards. I know a few humans have heard that same statement from a disgruntled female. At any rate, cited for admitting to illegally releasing a monitor lizard and facing up to $950 fine, 120 days in jail, is 34-year-old Jennifer Myers of Denham Springs, our bad boy girl of the outdoors. Oh, and if anybody should come across the Wayward Lizard, it was last seen near Alicia Drive and Joe May Road in Walker. So use the LDF hotline, 800-442-2511, and report that bad boy. Coming back after this, Ryan Lambert joins us, Cajun Fishing Adventures. Get an update on you for the Plaquemines Parish area right after this on the Outdoors with Don Dubuque Radio Network. (laughs)
1: <laughs> Everywhere he goes, he tells me, okay,
2: I went to California. I went to Minnesota. They talk funny there. Hey, Captain Toe, yeah. what you talking What's about this on, morning?
0: Man? Oh, a little bit of everything, because, yeah, it's just amazing how every place, I, every time I go somewhere, everyone just talks so different. But for some reason, yeah. they all scratch their head when I'm talking. I don't I don't get it. Huh? I, don't, I don't get the deal there, because.
2: And that, of course, Captain Tofield Bushwine Ryan Lambert joins us. And, Captain Ryan, how many Saturday mornings did we listen to that guy, huh?
3: Oh, my goodness gracious. It's been a long time. Anybody was sure so missing?
2: Yep, almost Good as God. long as you. you. You've been on this show a long time, too.
3: Oh, Lord. I don't even know how long, but it's a long time.
2: <laughs> yeah, we've had fun doing it, too. Tell me what's going on down there. What have you been fishing for this week?
3: Speckled trout, redfish, cobia. <laughs> it's what? All. You can pick. Yeah, you can pick what you want these days. I tell you what, the fishing is on fire. Lots of trout, lots of reds, bull reds. The boys been sneaking out and hitting the cobias. I mean, it's been good. <laughs> you know, you just kind of decide what you want to go catch and go get them. I mean, big old reds in the marsh too. You know, just just sight fishing them. I've been on trout myself, and been, you know, it's been so long since I got on a really good trout bite that I just can't stay away from them. But most importantly, yeah, I, 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 I was going to say, I know how you are with those trout. <laughs> yeah. But most importantly, those little blue wing things are flying everywhere. Oh, already? they already showing up, huh? We had a Northwest Wind Tuesday, and they was coming by the droves. Hmm. I said, Look at here. Well, you got know, to get the big, big old bulls first. And they're making their way down. So they all week long have been seeing them. So uh, it's on. It's going to be early fall, looks Put the like. carpet up.
2: Yeah, well, I got uh, the report from uh, Manitoba and the Dakotas, you know, where we in the center, in the Mississippi Flyway get most of our birds. The report was the teal had a great uh, nesting season, so there should be plenty of young, dumb birds coming down here
3: for us. Well, <laughs> I sure like them. I tell you what, it's uh, one of my favorite things, so. We'll be getting on that pretty soon. I got to go get everything ready. Been redoing boats and getting motors ready and getting everything ready and fishing at the same time. So it's been it's been real busy. It's fixing to get even well, w- more busy too.
2: Yes, it is. We're getting into that good time of the year where it's going to be. Uh... Casting blasts and hopefully they'll get a little cooler weather and those fronts start coming in and with them come some birds. Uh, by the way, I I found out a lot about you this week. I went fishing with a childhood buddy of yours, Captain Lloyd Landry. And he was talking oh, yeah. about you guys in the Luling Day. So I, I I got a lot of I got a lot of ammunition for you. <laughs> yeah. You guys uh, yeah. you guys sound we, like y'all had a lived, great growing up over there.
3: We lived across the street from one another and shoot. I was dragging his brother around when he was stealing diapers. Come on, boy, let's go. Let's go fishing. <laughs> we get in trouble
0: because
3: <laughs> I take them determined to use their dad's rod and reel. Man, we get back and, what you doing, my rod and reel? <laughs> We did some stuff. We had fun. Yeah, yeah. well, he's also like Ooh, you. Uh, he,
2: he's a he's a no-shrimper. He, he don't like to use the bait either. He's a plastic guy.
3: Yeah. Uh, there's not many of us around, but uh, it's been good, I you know, the east side has bigger trout where I'm fishing on the east side than the west side, but the west side has more trout. So it's it's hard it's hard to decide what you want to do right now.
0: <laughs>
3: well,
2: that's a good predicament. Do I want more or do I want bigger? Good that you got a choice.
3: Yeah, you know, they got some bumpers on the east side, but uh I can only catch you know, maybe forty of them. But on the on, I've, I've limited it out two or three times on the uh, west side when I went this week. So uh, that's pretty good. When you start catch, catching catching a hundred trout, or you know, I went by myself one day called trout and reds, limited out on both, just trying to just spend the whole day by myself. <laughs> so well, you got to do the scouting,
2: you know. Yeah, you got to do that scouting to keep up with things, you know. In case you don't have a trip, you know.
3: Yeah, that's the day the ducks came in too. So that was a great day.
2: It was. That was a good day. Well, we're looking forward to all that happening in the fall. So if somebody wants to get in on it, give them that website.
3: Yeah, they can go to Cajun Fishing Adventures and uh, check it out and see what we got. Uh, It's going to be a pretty good duck suit. It looks like plenty of food. Or they can call me direct at 504-559-5111, and we can discuss it.
2: (laughs) Sounds good. Take care, Ryan. We'll talk to you next week, my
3: friend. All my
2: buddy. We'll see you. Take
3: care. Ryan Lambert,
2: Cajun Fishing Adventures. All right, coming back after this, we're going to be talking with Jillian Gutierrez, and we're going to be talking about the Kysik Kayak Series. It's kicking off their first tournament in the series. going to be in Mandeville October 3rd, and registrations are open. We'll give you the details coming back right after this three-minute pause where you're listening to The Outdoors with Don Dubuque, Radio Network. If you want
0: to get anything set up, man, you can call Call Josie. We got an in house concierge now. We'll set up facials and massages and swamp tours oh, and Lord. crab <laughs> excursion, frog and pig hunts, whatever you want. We got it, because. I'll take it easy. I'm going to finish loading this plane up, Don, and uh, we'll catch you out next Saturday, because let it work. Roger out. Roger out, Captain. See you next time. <laughs> All right, Don. Take it easy, man. <laughs> and that
2: was uh, Captain Tofield Bourgeois on one of his. Uh... Plane flights, getting ready to head out to his favorite place, the islands. All right, we got uh, you know for several weeks now, I've been uh, notifying you of cancellations, postponements, tournaments, rodeos, outdoor events. We got one that is scheduled to go on October third at the Pontchartrain Yacht Club in Mandeville. It will be the Kaicik Kayak Series inaugural event. That's in Mandeville on the lakefront up there. And joining us is the director Jillian Gutierrez of Kaicik uh, joins us right now to talk all about it. Good morning, Jillian. How you doing?
9: Good morning. How are
2: you? Oh, great! Paul. we uh, get people finally excited about an event that's going to take place where they can participate in it. Uh, we told them the to win. Let's talk about the what. What will they be fishing for in this tournament? What are the categories?
9: Our tournament is going to be redfish, speckled trout, and bass. Um, you are going to be able to fish St. Tammany, Tangipahoa, St. Bernard, Orleans, Jefferson, St. John and St. Charles Public Waters for those fish.
2: So the surrounding Lake Pontchartrain area. And what are the prizes that they'll be competing for?
9: So prizes, we are going to have a, um, the payout for each division is going to start at $500. So you've got a guaranteed 500 for redfish, speckled trout, and bass. The grand prize, if you catch all three species, is going to be one of our new Kaisik K-12 kayaks, which has a $3,000 value.
2: Wow. And that would be for a cumulative weight. The heaviest weight of all three fish is going to win a kayak. Yes, sir. Great. And every Great angler medicine, that
9: fishes our tournament will go home with a prize, every single person. Yes,
2: I saw your ditty bag. I mean, it's a winner as soon as you sign up. By the way, how do they sign up and what is the entry fee?
9: So if you go on our website, which is www.kysek.com, you can register. Um, The entry fee right now before September 1st is going to be $75 for adults and $65 for kids under 17. Um, If you register before September 1st, you will be entered to win a Kysik 35-liter ice chest and prize pack.
2: All right, and uh, that will qualify you for the captain's meeting with a dinner. That will be on October 2nd, Friday night, there at the uh, Pontchartrain Yacht Club in Mandeville. And then it also includes lunch and the ditty bag and entry into the event, too. Uh, That's quite a bargain. Again, what is the, the latest they'll be able to register for this?
9: The latest I am allowing registrations is at the captain's meeting on October 2nd at the Pontchartrain Yacht Club.
2: we'll we'll be sure to remind people about that. And then, of course, they begin fishing in the area of their choice at 6 o'clock. And then the weigh-in opens at 1, and they'll shut it down at 3.30, and then there'll be an awards and a a little gala party afterwards. Sounds like an awful lot of fun. And let me tell you, October is a wonderful month to have this. Who are the beneficiaries of this? Uh, There's some nonprofits you're associated with this, right?
9: Yes, sir. A portion of the proceeds from the tournament will go to the Louisiana Wildlife and Fisheries Foundation, and Dose
2: of the Coast. Two wonderful organizations. We work a lot with both of those, and they do some good work and, and very deserving of it. Well, Jillian, I'm going to keep reminding people about this, and uh, they need to get a, get a good look at that uh, top-of-the-line Kysik model with all the different accessories and equipment that can come along with that. Kysik, K-Y-S-E-K. Dot com, And you can also see a lot of their other products. They're not just ice chess anymore. You've got a lot of products over there. And thank <laughs> you so much for putting this event together. I think a lot of people are going to appreciate this, to fish in their kayaks and, and get into a tournament when there have been so many of them that have been disappointed and, and canceled out. So it's a great event, and thanks for being with us, Jillian, and good job on putting this together.
9: Thank you.
2: All right, that is Jillian Gutierrez, and if you want to check her out and reach in, go to kysic.com. All of us there, the registration, the schedule, the complete rules, a lot more than we talked about. You'll find it there. All right, the music's playing. Uh, let's see, got a couple of late texts here. like to see a north-south zone because, obviously, larger numbers show up in the north before coastal Louisiana, and somebody loved it when Toe said he called me cuz. <laughs> cuz, I love that too. He's our Louisiana man. And You hear this theme song playing in the background as we take you out. Well, we're going to be back again next week. If I didn't get to your text message, I apologize. I'm, I'm, I mean, If you had a question, I'll look it up and refer back to you and get you a reply or at least maybe mention it on next week's show. Thanks for joining us. Be safe out there. Have a great weekend. This is The Outdoors with Don Dubuque. Ray-
1: okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you.